Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. Unto us a child is born. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 33 on page 378. Rejoice, O Lord, O ye righteous, for it becometh well the just to be thankful. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing praises unto him with the lute and instrument of ten strings. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing praises lustily unto him with a good courage. For the word of the Lord is true, and all his works are faithful. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as it were upon a heap, and layeth up the deep as in a treasure house. Let all the earth fear the Lord, stand in awe of him, all ye that dwell in the world. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught, and maketh the devices of the people to be of none effect and casteth out the counsels of princes. The counsel of the Lord shall endure forever, and the thoughts of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord Jehovah, and blessed are the folk that he hath chosen to him, to be his inheritance. The Lord looketh down from heaven, and beholdeth all the children of men. From the habitation of his dwelling he considereth all them that dwell on the earth. He fashioneth all the hearts of them, and understandeth all their works. There is no king that can be saved by the multitude of an host, neither is any mighty man delivered by much strength. A horse is counted but a vain thing to save a man, neither shall he deliver any man by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, and upon them that put their trust in his mercy to deliver their soul from death, and to feed them in the time of dearth, 
Our soul hath patiently tarried for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have hoped in his holy name. Let thy merciful kindness, O Lord, be upon us, like as we do put our trust in thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifty-ninth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue has muttered perversity. No one calls for justice, nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave the spider's web. He who eats of their eggs dies, and from that which is crushed a viper breaks out. Their webs will not become garments, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they have not known, and there is no justice in their ways. They have made themselves crooked paths. Whoever takes that way shall not know peace. Therefore justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness, for brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. We all growl like bears, and moan sadly like doves. We look for justice, but there is none, for salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, justice is turned back, and righteousness stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him, that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. 
The Redeemer will come to Zion, and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Here endeth the first lesson. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the second chapter of the first epistle of John. My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, 
and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness, and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven, you for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Do not love the world or the things of the world. <clears throat> if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Here endeth the second lesson. O be joy for the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son, to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen.
O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble service in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Isaiah today kind of highlights the, the problem that uh, Jesus became man to, to, to deal with, and it's it's this problem of, of of sin. It begins with the you know the the Lord's arm is not shortened that it cannot save. That is God's distance from you. It's it's not like God God can't save you, but your sins have made a a separation between you and your God. Um, so he can't doesn't hear you. And the problem here we have to understand with sin is not so much that there's just some um, abstract idea of guilt <clears throat> that must be forgiven by some blood and then and then and then we're okay in a legal sense it's really a communal uh, communion a union communion sense that God simply can't dwell in us in a uh, with a people who are who are sit who are practicing injustice and wrong he he literally can't live there and so you say, where's God in there? So you say, where's God? Well, you're not doing what the Torah tells you to do, and therefore God can't live with you. And he, the, the very graphic image of, of the viper, uh, the eggs, the, the, the idea of the eggs, they hatch eggs, you can't eat them. They, if you, once they hatch, they kill you. They're not, not produce something you can eat. And the vipers, they, they weave webs that can't be clothing. They only catch people in it. And the image of a society where everyone is acting so self-centeredly that all they do is just worthless and dangerous. So you so have you have this situation of injustice, <clears throat> which then is sort of acknowledged uh, in verse nine: uh, justice is far from us, righteousness is not overtake it. And these are not generic ideas of righteousness and justice. These are um, justice according to the Torah is not being ministered throughout society. Therefore, the least, the most vulnerable are getting taken advantage of by those who, 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 who have power. And so the, the key to the verse is the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. So his own arm brought salvation for him. And this helps us to understand the purpose of the incarnation because What's lacking is is a genuinely righteous human being who can stand up and adjudicate life and be the judge. And so our Lord becomes man, God becomes man in Christ as, as the new man who can live righteously, who can live justly. And that's what's needed. Someone has to live, fulfill the Torah requirements from birth to death to have the right then to stand up and judge. And this is kind of this image, it calls to mind the image from um, Revelation, where um, St. John is weeping because they found no man worthy to open the scroll. And the angel tells him, stop weeping. We found the line of the tribe of Judah who is worthy to open the scroll and loose its seals. 
No one can unfold God's judgments on evil unless he himself is righteous. So our Lord, our Lord uh, is the righteous one. And this is why we don't get a military victory, we don't get a political victory. We get a righteous human being who, who lives and dies righteously uh, with, without sin. And therefore he can, he can therefore judge for us. And this gets, this ties into the meaning of, of John because um, he, he says, I write these things to you that you may not sin. And what he means there is you may not be engaged in the practice of sin. John clearly, from our verse yesterday, after we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, does not believe that we're going to just never sin. But for John, it is this idea that so, so Jesus, the perfectly righteous one, has, has won this, this victory for us and by the gift of the Spirit to us has saved us from sin so that now God can dwell with us. God, we live in union with Jesus because we've been purified of sin. Again, not just because legally, you know, the idea of guilt has been sent away, but because we're beginning to be made righteous and, and the Spirit works within us to, to make us this way. And as we live righteously as a community, God dwells with us. God, who couldn't dwell with us because of iniquity, now can dwell with us through redemption. So this is why St. John says, um, I write that you may not sin, because if you don't sin, you don't practice sin in your midst, Christ can dwell with you. And um, he says that we, we keep his commandments, and it very much hearkens to, he says, I write no new commandment, but then I write a new commandment. And this is the paradox of the commandment to love that Jesus gave at the Last Supper, that you love one another as I have loved you. This is not a new commandment. It's right from Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God. Uh, and it's right from Leviticus, love your neighbors yourself. But it is new in the sense that Jesus has given it a, a renewed and deepened focus by the offering of his, of his whole life in love for us. And so we were to carry this out in community, in the dynamic of, of love. And if we say that we, this is what John says, if we say that we walk in light, but we hate our brother, we're liars, because it creates uh, an impossible situation. We're walking in fellowship with God, but if we're hating, God can't dwell there. It's impossible because that, that hatred, that sin will cause a separation. So it's, 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 you know, it's organically impossible for, for that to happen. And here, the, again, we should understand that the, um, the idea of love here, hates his, that hates his brother and loves his brother, they're not just generic sentimental terms. We should understand love as deeply rooted in the Torah. It goes beyond the mere commandments of the Torah because it's epitomized on the cross. But when we love one another, we certainly obey the commandments. We don't kill each other, or, or in that deepened sense, we don't slander and talk evil about. We, we don't, um, you know, we don't, we aren't unfaithful to the marriage vow. We go beyond that, as Jesus says, in trying to keep our, you know, custody of the eyes and, and respect the persons of others. Not only don't we steal, but we attempt to be generous with, with, uh, and, and as, as we begin to practice these things that, that, um, that Jesus epitomized, that we are able to practice because we have the Spirit. 
as we live in love like this, we become the community in which Christ does dwell and can dwell because it, it practices the righteousness that he enables us to practice. And we can practice it in the spirit. We can't do it in our natural state. And this is why the life of prayer is so absolutely central to our ability to do what God calls us to do. Only in the spirit can we do it. And it's why we regularly confess that we haven't done it and and renew the status of, of grace and forgiveness. And then we go out to do it in, in a new way. <clears throat> As a sort of closing note, um, we should, it, there's a, a third significant uh, um, verse for the spiritual life. He says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, love of the Father is not him. Because when we love the world, we're drawn away from that righteousness where God can dwell. He says, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We can see epitomized in this verse, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The lust of the flesh is clearly the flesh. The lust of the eyes is, is the world, the desire for all the things we see. And the pride of life is, is that demonic, look at me. And our basic spiritual disciplines, lust of the flesh, of fasting, learning to say no to that which is not of God. Uh, the lust of the eyes is generosity rather than grabbing and taking, learning to give. And then the pride of life is, is combated by prayer, that constant dependency upon God that realizes in humility who we are and receives that new life in him. And this is the basis of our fellowship, that, that by nature, uh, our lack of justice towards each other keeps God away. Now in Christ, in the spirit, we can begin to, to love. And the practice of love is essential because as we grow in love towards each other in tangible ways, we become the community in which Christ can dwell. Emmanuel, Christ can be with us. He is with us in Christ, but he can increasingly is, can be with us because of the community which he is able to dwell. Our sins don't keep him away from us. So a few thoughts about today's lesson. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all of authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.